0: Assalamu
1: alaikum, your three deliberated voices. I'm your host, Infia Fatima, And I'm your co-host, Hussein Abu Dhar Ali Diakidis. And today we have Dr. Ambia Paveen, who is chair of the European Rohingya Council and co-founder of the Rohingya Medics Organisation, the only medical organisation to work with the Rohingya. And um, today we'll be talking about the Rohingya genocide. Welcome to the show, uh, Dr. Paveen.
2: Welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. It is very, much, very much honor. Um, though uh, within me there should be a voices of one million rohingyas from the refugee camps and three million uh, from the other parts of the world um, who are trying their best uh, to raise their voices that um, the atrocities and the genocide happening against them in their own country, Myanmar.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Ambia. Inshallah, by the time this episode is released, it will be Genocide Prevention Day. So this is probably the perfect time to have you on board.
1: Dr. Paveen, there's no doubt that what we're seeing right now is uh, genocide. Um, How how has this all begun? How did this all start?
2: Um, uh, That's also very important. Before knowing about the Rohingya genocide, um, or the Rohingya, uh, initially people used to say ethnic cleansing or Rohingya plight, but it came to um, uh, formally that many of the international communities have already accepted this is a genocide. Um, to understand our plight and the genocide, it's very much important uh, to know who are Rohingya and the root causes of the of this genocide. Um, Rohingyas are one of the Um, ethnic minorities of uh, Myanmar, which used to be called as Burma. um, Since after the independence of uh, Burma, um, Rohingyas has been existing in some of the literature It has found that Rohingyas has been existing in Myanmar in the Northern part of uh, Burma since 14th century. And some of the researchers or historians have said that it has been existing, their trace can be found since to, uh, in 17th century. Um, so we were um, uh, always there and um, we have been conquered or we have been ruled by uh, different um, communities and especially by the British people. And the, uh, uh, lately uh, after the British people left, uh, it was by the uh, Japanese people. So um, we took part Rohingyas as ethnic minorities We, um, our majority of us are uh, uh, believers of Islam, uh, though with time there are some have converted to Christianity and some have uh, converted to uh, Hinduism. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, Rohingyas were always uh, actively taking part in democracy and liberating uh, Burma from the British and from the uh, Japanese um, rule. Um, After the independence, the father of uh, Myanmar or Burma uh, was Aung San and um, he has requested and he has gathered all the um, ethnic minorities and with the majority of the Bahamas uh, to um, uh, to have one land and to have the one voice. And then the Rohingyas were also considered as one of the Uh, not only the ethnic minorities, but also given the full citizenship of Myanmar. We have been enjoying the freedom, uh, the liberation. Um, We had our own programs, uh, radio programs. We uh, we could speak in our own native language, which is Rohingyalish or Rohingya, Zuban or Zaban. Um, And then uh, we were also ruling in different uh, political positions. We had a very high um, uh, political influences as well And and, um, then in 1962, the chapter has been uh, turned over against the Rohingyas. There was a systematic um, uh, discrimination or the genocidal rules and policies to wipe us out from completely from Myanmar because of our looks and because of the religion that we believed. Um, uh, it was done in officially 1962, but as I've said, it is systematically done. Though uh, military and the democratic uh, people who believe in, uh, of Myanmar, or the uh, people who believe in democracy, they have been saying that these systematic um, uh, wipers are uh, getting out of the country. It was the military regime. It is not true. Nevertheless, even the democratic people like Aung San Suu Kyi, who won the Nobel Prize, um, and also her her national team, uh, NLD, National League of Hmm. Democracy, they all were involved equally in um, uh, wiping us out or uh, bringing the Rohingyas to an end phase of genocide, especially which occurred in uh, 2017, where... Um, around, around 850,000 uh, Rohingyas have joined, other uh, 30,000 who have been living in refugee camps in Bangladesh. So this, uh, though many people mm. say that the Rohingya genocide happened or in 2017, no, there have been a systematically um, flows of um, uh, phases of the genocide, which took complete phase where as I've said, 850,000 Rohingyas have left their country um, uh, due to the atrocities um, been done against them by the military rule, along with the Democratic Party of Aung San Suu Kyi. Mm, thank you so much for that background.
1: And I think I think it's important to, to bring up the the actual the government, as they say, because she's been painted quite a lot in Britain as a, a defender of human rights and and um, I think that's, this has been quite, um, for the Muslims who know a bit more about what's going on, we, we've really tried to say like she was also played a part in this in this genocide as well. So yeah.
2: I Yes, think and it was a systematically, you know, it is a systematically, it yeah. is in the laws and government. This was their interest, you know, to wipe us out completely out of the map and out of the country. And this genocide is still continuing on in Rakhine state in uh, where majority of the Rohingyas are living um, along with the other uh, minorities, especially with the Rakhines um, the, and also in Myanmar, uh, despite of the um, civil gover- government and after the coup also, uh, the Rohingyas genocide is still continuing. They are around 600,000 Rohingyas are left over, uh, but might be now less because many have already leaving due to the fear. They're taking the dangerous ways. They are running away, leaving the country and getting the protection in fear of their lives and their loved ones. You might have been hearing in the news recently, it has been always there, but recently after 2017, And also uh, after 2021, after the coup in February in Myanmar, um, the thing, the situation of the Rohingyas are getting worse because there is um, international community cannot penetrate in uh, not only in Myanmar, especially in uh, Rakhine state where majority of the Rohingyas are still uh, trying to live and maintain their identity.
0: Yeah, I mean, Hussein and I were talking about this just before the podcast. And I think Hussain mentioned that um, the Rohingya people are the most persecuted people in the world. Um, it was Dr. actually the,
1: the United Nations that um, made the statement themselves. They said the most persecuted um, okay. minority in, in
2: on the planet. You know, I want to correct you also. In some of the um, uh, international community, they always say that stateless people. Um, I must say that... We need to correct that we were man-made stateless. We were never stateless. This uh, Arakan, kind uh, you name it. You know, we are one of the uh, one of the ethnic minorities of Myanmar. So we have, as I've said earlier, we have enjoyed every freedom, every human rights what every human being used to as a full citizen of Myanmar. Myanmar, our motherland, has act- accepted us. And suddenly, in 1962, after the uh, the military took co- co- uh, over, um, uh, the general uh, 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 has said you know that these people uh, cannot be our people because they believe in islam and they look different from us of course when you live on the borders like you know if you're living we are the people living near to bangladesh we will look like mm. a bangladesh you know and the people yeah. who are living near to china they will look like a bit of chinese yeah. so I think
1: you had a, a muslim kingdom isn't it arakan was once a muslim kingdom yes, before yes, burma yes. annexed it
2: yes you know islam came of course if you if you trace our uh, our uh, ancestors also they said that there were some uh, rohingyas who have been practicing um, uh, Buddhism, some of them practicing Hinduism, but the Islam came in 14th century to 17th century when the business people uh, or the travelers from the different countries like from um, Iran, from Arab countries, um, they have been settling out there and they have been converted but then majority of the uh, Rohingyas are Muslim lately as I've said there are some um, Rohingyas who have converted to Christianity and to uh, Hinduism. Yeah. just that interest
1: as well. Um, obviously, before before 1962, you said a lot of the oppression started in 1962. Was there much tension between the, the Rohingya and the, the Rakhine people, or is this something that really just started in the 60s? Um,
2: okay, um, this is a very important question. Um, Rakhines, um, these are the majority um, of them, are uh, um, believing in Buddhism. And we also think that even in Burma, majority are Buddhist. Though in Myanmar or in Burma, we have different kinds of religions, starting from Muslim to uh, Buddhist um, and the Christianity. Hindus are all are, and other um, uh, types of religious people are also living. Uh, but um, the majority are uh, are Bamas, which is also ethnic groups, and also these are the Bahamas which who believes in Buddhism. So when we, uh, I mean, uh, I don't know about you people. I've been growing up that the Buddhism is a is a religion. Uh, of peace. These people are very peaceful, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. kind, very humble. But when it comes to um, um, in Burma, in, in our own motherland, this is completely different Buddhists. They have been, they the majority of them hate really um, uh, Islam. Majority of them hate uh, the dark skin. Majority of them hate the other world. And um, they have a fear. They always give examples, you know, especially uh, in the uh, 2000 and 90s with Islamophobia and if they if you if you go back to the um, history in Malaysia and Indonesia these were the countries who were ruled by not by Muslims before by the Hindus and they gifts they said that you know um, and uh, Muslims in, in, in Burma, um, uh, not only the Rohingyas, but other uh, Muslims living in Burma, they were really very mm-hmm. hardworking people. Um, they were becoming rich, they were mm-hmm. becoming intelli- inter- interli- uh, intellectually, they were more, more um, than the other ones, uh, the Burmas. So they had a fear and they started to say, you know, um, maybe they will take over our country. But this was an excuse. We were only four million Rohingyas mm-hmm. and um, the others were not that much a majority or 87% are the Bahamas, are the Buddhists. But this was an excuse only just to get rid of us. But um, the painful thing is... um... Uh, that majority of the uh, ethnic minorities had no um, had no interest on the Rohingyas that they were doing uh, going through the genocide. Um, it has been not a new thing; it has been a very long thing um, for for years and decades and decades. But nobody paid attention. Um, though, um, uh, if, if we go back right now, um, you know, Rohingyas were are really the people of genocide, but. Uh, the atrocities uh, have been um, be, been going on also against the other minorities. For example, you might have heard Shan, Kachin, mm. Chin. You know, these are uh, these are uh, Christians, um, Karen. Uh, so against them, it started. Their girls, their their um, boys uh, were raped. You know, killed, and all those. Then, um, then then suddenly um, the the Myanmar military have saw, uh, saw weakness in us because this is a systematic, they have cornered us in one uh, mm. state and one corner, and they have deprived us from everything, from education, freedom, really to move around, to give birth, uh, to go to the um, hospitals, to visit from one place to another. But on the other side, we were living in the Rakhine state with other ethnic minorities, which is called mm. also Rakhines. Rakhines of the majority are in the Burma's military they are in the army, they are in the military. Um, so in 2017, when this um, thing, um, uh, the genocide comp- took the complete phase, man, um, uh, people should not forget that the brain was the uh, Burmese military or the Myanmar military, but nevertheless, the tools were the Rakhines. They were the ones who used mm. their big knives, the weapons. They are the ones who raped us. You know, The mindset was the um, uh, military, but the tools for the Rakhines. This was their interest. They wanted to have their own um, Rakhine alone, to rule on their own alone and there was a huge uh, support of the Rakhines. And you know, in, uh, when the Rohingyas, uh, due to the different um, phases of arthritis, it has not happened in 2017. It happened also multiple times earlier. So when the Rohingyas were fleeing those days, Rakhines were also fleeing. Some of them Rakhines were also fleeing. There is a special group of Rakhines living in Bangladesh in the mountains area who have wow. a special protection from Bangladesh. So these people were also giving the weapons, humanitarian access to these Rakhines so that they will be able to sustain their identity and wipe the Rohingyas out. So you can also follow up right now that the Rakhines are also not very much interested or not at all, zero interest to bring us back, to repatriate the Rohingyas back to our homeland because they want to rule their uh, these Rakhines alone, the land alone. Mm-hmm it's just
0: devastating to hear about the rapes and you know all the atrocities that have that your people have gone through um dr ambia you are a medical doctor and uh, i think you specialize with with children so i just i mean i wonder what kind of things you must have seen and what the children have have you know had the generational trauma i suppose that they they now have to carry um what's that yes. like
2: You know, um, when we talk about the dignity, um, Rohingyas, uh, from the day that they exist in the womb of their mother, there is no dignity. They have no existence. And from that day on, there is a restriction of everything. Restriction to be born. And after being born, restriction of having an identity. Who are they? When they were born. And after that, enjoying the human Uh, basic rights forget about the luxury human basic rights which has been deprived by their own motherland just imagine a mother who's saying i don't want this child i don't want to have give rights to this i don't accept that and that's what happened to with the rohingyas so Mm. our existence is deprived from the day that i took Existence in this world, and it starts from the womb. So you can understand a mother going such a horrible. She knows that she's carrying a baby. The baby knows that he's existing or she's existing. But the struggles, the obstacles, the stress that they have been going um uh, often, and mm. this. So they these are the people who are never wanted. They are never wanted generation. They are never wanted uh, a people people. You know, and then after giving giving existence in this world you are restricted from everywhere from the medical issue from the um, from the educational type from the freedom from every justice you know even to go from one place to another you cannot uh, take you you have to take the permission or you were never given a permission you know so they was from the from everywhere just imagine um, that you uh, have animals, and you uh, like dogs, uh, cats, um, um, uh, cows, buffaloes, and all those, you have a cattle, you put them, you feed them some water or grasses, but they have no way of having a a human dignity. And beside that, um, we are the humans uh, living, uh, I mean, we have the structure of the um, human being, but without zero rights. And uh, this is a very good point, that's why, The Rohingyas have a a different multiple uh, psychiatric or psychological disorders, not only the medical issues, not only the political issues that we have, that we don't have the human rights, uh, the basic human rights and all those, but we also, these are the people who are chronically affected medically and mentally in uh, 2019 um, with uh, our uh, rohingya medics organization and with the 45 rights and also with the european Rohingya council we visited the camp and we have deduct, um, uh, we have made an interviews um, from uh, around 830 out of 830 70 779 people the girls and the children were all had um, uh, uh, psychological or psychiatric disorders. My out gosh. of them, yes, and out of them, more wow. than 65% were having the signs of post-traumatic stress disorders. And out of them, 32 to 38% needed emergency help mentally. But unfortunately, this is, this does not exist in whole Bangladesh, the smallest country. And this luxury therapy does not exist even in the camp and our camp in the refugee camp six um, around 1 million people out of them are 65 are children and women you know mm-hmm. so um these people are and and there is a a huge number of youth around more than 10000 who needs to be in 2017, go to the university, be a part of democracy, be a part of community development, of the country development. They are now without no education. Person who came at the age of five became 10, 10 became 15, 15 became 20. So we are becoming uh, the people of lost generation.
1: I think um, one of the the other issues that I've, um, that I've worked on in the past, I think, was... Um looking at India and some of the things that are happening now in India, some of the rhetoric. So I did a campaign with the Islamic Human Rights Commission where we were talking about priests in India, hindutva priests, who were mm-hmm. basically calling for genocide and speaking out uh, against Muslims. And it came, and a lot of it was about boycotts as well, which I know uh, a lot of Buddhist priests have spoke about mm-hmm. in, um, in uh, my... Uh, uh, the thing that, is, that is, I just find very strange is how do religions like Hinduism and Buddhism, which essentially are peaceful religions, in what ways do they? Do, does this sort of rhetoric manage to creep in? How how has it come to be? I, I'm assuming in Myanmar, from the sounds of it, it seems to be now a mainstream view of Buddhists in, in the country, which is very much against Buddhism, from what what I I know. What what's caused this sort of?
2: Um, you know um. I don't know, it's really um, Rohingyas are in a very, um, in a very unfortunate uh, uh, um, phase and also an unfortunate uh, very uh, affected uh, area. Because when you see around it, um, the Bangladesh is the only Islamic country near to us mm. and Pakistan and you know, but if you see a, um, a democratic, so-called democratic, a big, huge country like India, Thailand, China, none of them are um, interested in Sri Lanka, the Buddhists of the Sri Lanka, it's also, you know. Um, um, so they are not at all interested in solving this issue. And um, actually, if you see it, it's not only a local um, a crisis uh, of Myanmar or the internal issue of Myanmar, but it also a uh, regional and it's becoming and turning to, a, you can say, um, uh, turning to a, a, a global crisis uh, the Rohingya applied. And mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the um, India, India itself, though it's called itself that the, one of the biggest democratic um, um, civilized country of the world, but in their own country, they are caste and their own people, Hindus, who believes in Hindus, they are also, um, um, I mean, going through the atrocities and the discriminations and all those, but, um, Rohingyas living in India also who have had to flee the country—they are also badly prosecuted there. They are going also a lot of um, um, atrocities, and they are doing it very openly. The government of uh, India itself, you know, not only against their own people, also um, uh, Rohingya is very much targeted. Um, like t- uh, four months back, almost I have released some of the Rohingya children from 11 to 21, 22 have been used by the policemen in the uh, prison as sex slaves that's horrible that is yes just disgusting. and you know i had to use um i had to use some powers especially money financial to release 17 out of them you how know? can this happen how can this happen because they say you are not in you are not allowed to in this country but if you want to live you have to be in the jail so these people have no identity these people have no um security no protection you know and um india does not india hates them like the same like our myanmar to our own people you know so um and then they are using them as sex slaves and you cannot yeah. raise the voice against Doctor,
0: I was just wondering, could you go
2: into a little
0: more detail about how you went about releasing them? I mean, I imagine it was very difficult.
2: You know, um, um, I think that that is the good thing about that. Um, I'm very much, or our organization is very much connected with the ground. We follow up all the people, you know, wherever we can, the Rohingyas, even if they are in Europe or even there, we try to maintain uh, the communication with the ground because that is where we should start our activism, where we should try to promote. So, um, you know, majority of the um, world is focusing on the Rohingyas within the Bangladesh, in the refugee camps, but there are Rohingyas living in India, in Nepal, um, in Indonesia, in Thailand, you know, Indonesia and Malaysia, protected somewhere. But there are people living in Laos, in Bhutan, we have found one or two families in Nepal and in India. India openly talks about, I mean, there are politicians who are MPs. They openly talk about how to wipe us out, how to put us in the jail without no reason, just because we are Rohingyas, you know. And there are also Um, uh, openly uh, advocating on them to throw us out of the country you know they threaten us they threaten our people so the girls you know these girls they are living over there and then the police come they they catch them they put in the prison after putting in the prison nobody cares what's going on because we cannot penetrate but there were some uh people from the Indian community, um, Alhamdulillah, nice people, and our Rohingya brothers who have contacted with me and all those, you know. So I had some resources. I cannot openly talk about it. Those are the lawyers. Uh, And then these are the ones that, you know, I had to pay a huge amount of money. Um, But I said, um, what's the use of... uh, putting uh, the money uh, in my bank and uh, some other persons are burning somebody has to burn to give light to others alhamdulillah alhamdulillah Allah has given me such a, a, a passion to fight for the girls and for the mm. children and i said no matter what i will pay whatever is needed and after releasing them there was another threat that the police might take them again because the police has also interest Uh, you know, to get money again. So I had to bring all of them to another place and hide them. And then they had no places for these 17 people, girls. And I had to hire an apartment to keep them for three months. Now they all are trying their best to work, to find out one or two person have already been engaged, you know, but yeah. Yeah, but it's very difficult, it's very challenging, it's worse than mm-hmm. in Bangladesh, as I've said, you know, our people living in India, we, we are forgetting what is going on with those uh, ones, you know. In Kashmir, there are a lot of Rohingyas were there, they had to leave because there was a threat there. There was a threat from the city, from the government, to leave, they have to go. And to compare between the other um, uh, atrocities of the people, um, like Palestinians, like Kashmiris, like uh, vigors, um, Unfortunately, I must say that uh, Rohingya is also turning uh, like chronic um, plight of the Asian, like all the Palestinians of Asia, like the Palestinians uh. have been forgotten, you know, it became a chronic when and when once you become a chronic, nobody cares. And Rohingyas, unfortunately, became a a chronic plight of the Asian, and nobody uh, cares right now. People, we all are busy. I mean, we have been affected due to the COVID, then due to the coup, then we have been affected now because of the uh, um, Russia and um, Ukraine war.
1: It does feel a bit um, like there's not much very helpless feeling i think
2: yeah. yeah yes but you know but alhamdulillah alhamdulillah what is the good thing about this rohingya we are very resilient people you know and um, mm. we have been running all our life and we are very resilient and the and the faith to almighty allah which keeps us, you know, you can see when you go to the refugee camps today also, I have seen in the Bashan Char and um, even anywhere, wherever, even Nepal, um, I can share with you the photos. The people have started to build a small mosque and they all are praying there, you know, SubhanAllah. So um, I uh, there must be two things that Allah um, is unhappy with us or maybe the Allah wants us to uh, to um, see uh, the the patience that we have, the passion that we have for Him. Um, inshallah inshallah, I'm very much sure um, we have still have hope, and um, one day. Uh, rohingyas have made the history just imagine which minority or which country could bring their atrocities they could file the case in icc icj you know in uh, in jurisdiction um universal jurisdiction alhamdulillah inshallah inshallah we will try to the hope is there and it will die the last
1: i'll just um there is obviously there's been the case at the International Court of Justice and the cases at the ICC. I know you've been quite involved in the the case with the ICC. What what um, on both of them generally? I'm, I'm guessing you, you follow both uh, the ICJ one as well. What what do you feel is happening there? Do you think that something could come out of these?
2: Okay, um, you know, um, one must not forget, uh, as I've said, the root causes the root cause of the Rohingya genocide. Um, Rohingyas are um, affected politically and also on the humanitarian uh, ground. So we have political crisis and the humanitarian crisis. And Mm. also, of course, the accountability. Mm. The accountability, no matter how much we could go, we have already filed in the ICJ, in the ICC, and also universal uh, jurisdiction. And these, uh, to get the justice and to bring the perpetrators to the accountability it will take years and years you know sometime mm-hmm. maybe our generation will die we will die maybe some of our generations will be uh, getting some justice but this justice is for the victims for the uh, leftover or living uh, victims whose mm-hmm. parents have died ch- um, children have been died you know so their generation will get the justice so it will take time nevertheless Um, uh, um, Nevertheless, uh, they will not be able to uh, give us the uh, political rights in our own country. Mm -hmm. It is very much important that the Rohingyas get their political rights, which can be only gained by the full citizenship rights. And we are not asking any any favor. We are asking for restoration of our uh, basic uh, uh, rights, which we have enjoyed or we, we should be enjoying it as a citizen of Myanmar, because we were the citizen of Myanmar. That is our mm-hmm. motherland. We want to go back, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Myanmar doesn't want, that is different, their policy, but we belong to them. They, I mean, there were books, you know, there were um, enough evidences are there that we are the ethnic minorities of uh, Myanmar. And as an ethnic minorities, we should be able to enjoy the uh, livelihood over there. And that is the reason why majority of the, uh, politicians uh, and the Rakhines and are the uh, majority of the Bamas, they don't want to accept our identity, you know, because they are scared if they will accept us as Rohingyas, they are uh, forced to give us the rights. And uh, mm-hmm. I must say also to the international community is that um, Uh, um, uh, You know, we have already given you a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, we are patients, Uh, we have given you our name, what is our name, our age, how many years we've been suffering, uh, what are the symptoms and all those. It is very important. Mm. Uh, It's only now few numbers, very minimum numbers have accepted our genocide, but it's very much important that the international community accept uh, our, uh, after hearing our testimonies, our symptoms, to give us a proper uh, diagnosis, to get the proper treatment, you know? And ICJ, mm-hmm. ICC have done, and they will be doing it, their things. But nevertheless, it's very much important that the Rohingyas should get their political rights in their own country. And parallelly mm-hmm. also focusing on the humanitarian crisis. To do both all these things, it is very much important that the international community should involve in every policies, in every strategy, in every uh, law to, Um, involve Rohingyas and to protect the Rohingyas within the country, outside the country, and also to do all these things in one goal, I would like to request everyone who is going to hear us to give us a pen and a paper so that we will be able to write our own stories and we will be Mm -hmm. able to express our own plight and our uh, views and options and to fight further for our uh, justice and to bring the perpetrators to the accountability, that can be only done not by only food or for water, but with the pen, with the paper, which is completely denied even in Bangladesh by the Bangladeshi government. Mm.
0: Brilliantly said, brilliantly said, Dr. ambia I, I think that um, Definitely. the way you said that and the, the message that you're putting forward is just so important unfortunately we are running very close to the end of time um before we do finish though I did want to ask you um so you mentioned um that it's really important that the international community do get involved and and I completely agree um how how do you think people should take action and alongside that question um you mentioned about the financial burden it, you know it, it takes on people that are trying to to save these Rohingya women and and these people that are uh, being oppressed. So is there any way in which our viewers and our listeners can get involved
2: with that? Um, you know, um, Fatma, um, this is a very um, long journey. And... Uh, It is very much important, Um, many atrocities will come and many disasters will come. Now we have seen recently that uh, COVID, then the war in Ukraine and in Russia, but never ever put uh, the atrocities of others, especially of the Rohingyas, because the Rohingyas are not stateless; they were man-made stateless. And it is the duty of every human being who believes in human rights, you know, to give us the uh, to give us the rights. This is the moral duty of every person. Yeah. So, um, not to. Uh, switch down, mm. uh, put down our plight to a, down, uh, to, uh, um, a l- lack of interest. We should be also, always should be in the upper because um, these Rohingyas are only 4 million, you know, and the majority of us are 65% are women and children and they need protection. They need uh, your voices. Mm. If we could raise mm. our own voices, we should have been never asking or we should have managed on our own. And yeah. to give voices to us, it's not about food, it's not about, um, what do you say, clothes, water, um, but it's very, or sewing machine, you know. Our girls are given sewing machine by the international community so that we can earn money. No, these people, they don't need only sewing machine. They need a pen and they need um, uh, how to write because why rohingyas could be completely wiped out out of the our own motherland because mm. there was a lack of education they made us illiterate We did not know what is normal, what is abnormal, what are the norms, what are the human rights, what is the justice, you know. Majority of the people came to know after landing up in Bangladesh, what is justice, what is injustice, what are the basic rights of a human being. We started to respect the other's justice and Mm -hmm. we want others to respect us. And this can be only given through the education. There is the best tool, Whoever, who is ever is listening to us, please promote us in education. Give us, do not give us any clothes, do not send us money to go to the doctor. Better you give us a pen. And, and you know that we don't have to come to your country now, even this in this um, COVID um, pandemic, we could see that you can give us education through online, through the digital era, provide mm-hmm. us um, um, laptops, provide us um, courses online, uh, the internet, so that we can study and we will be able to not only promote and empower our community but we will be also a part of peace because we will understand through the education uh, what is peace, what is normal, what is justice, what is injustice and especially request the Bangladesh government to let us study as much as we can but because that is the best solution for everything and to fight for our rights further. Thank you so
0: much Doctor.
1: Thank you, It's really um, appreciate you coming in. I know it's um, probably very hard to speak about with everything you've seen, um, but we really appreciate you coming out and speaking to us. um, It's
0: been an absolute pleasure. And I'm sure along with myself and Hussain, the viewers have learned a lot. Um, Dr. Ambir, where can we find some of your work and and do you have any social media which the viewers can get in touch through?
2: yes um you know i don't use uh, tiktok or <laughs> instagram mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's you fine. can google dr ambia parveen and uh, there you can find dr ambia parveen and you will see my um activities and um um please uh, do pray for us we need prayers also we need duas also mm. and um, please save our children um, my biggest fear is uh, that Our generation will be involved in crimes, you know, in human trafficking, drug trafficking, um, in crimes if they don't have the education. If they will not go to school, they will be involved in somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. one day we will be the people of lost generation. Please save our children. It's very hard for us to save our own children because we have very less power and involve us in wherever you raise our voices, very, th- uh, very kind of you people, but involve us because we are the mm-hmm. patient, we know our symptoms, and we might be able to give you our treatment as well, and especially what we need, instead of you give us what is needed and you rule, try to rule us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much again, and uh, you've heard it here, guys. Um, uh, what to do next and your next steps, especially now it's um, Genocide Prevention Day so let's all keep the rohingya people um not only in our prayers and our thoughts but let's actually take action as a community together mm,
1: definitely definitely
2: thank you very much i hope we all will and and you know people who are really hearing to me um uh, i adore children and i always adore them it's not only about the rohingya children wherever you can feel i have a big heart for children wherever you feel I can be a part of, of children to save them to protect them to give them a voice please do uh think of me and I'm or will be do my utmost to save even a small child thank you thank you so thank you. much